Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knifeworks, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. I'm thinking we just get it going. What do you say? What, what are you thinking, Brian? Let's just- do it! Let's do it, baby! Yeah! You're listening to the Work For It podcast. It's Brian House. I'm five and I'm alive and I'm right back at you. I'm avoiding my doctor. I'm doing all the things he said I shouldn't do. I'm working hard and kicking ass and I'm screaming and shouting and I'm telling the world you got to get out there and you got to fucking work for it. Do you know what else you have to do? What else you do have, I have to, to do, Brian? You have to pick up some of this freaking carbon fiber I've got going. <laughs> Damn, I've got so Two much of this stuff. Two seconds in, Brian's like, I don't know if I want, like, pr- right before the show started, Brian's like, I'm not sure if I should talk about it and promote it. I'm like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? You got, you got it, all man. this Screw cool it. stuff? Yeah, no, of course. I mean, you you came into a, um, a, like, a cool business arrangement with these guys making carbon fiber stuff, and they're looking for ways to expand their market, and they're, they just happen to be, like, near your hometown or where you live, and it's like, dude, you are, it's the classic example of an American entrepreneur Somebody who is working together, collaborating and making it happen and providing a product, which is kick ass, by the way, to a group of people, community. And you you can't I mean, dude, if you if you didn't do this, I would drive to Michigan and buy all that stuff and just start selling it myself. (laughs) I'd just sweep you right under the rug. I would just do it myself. You know, I'd cut you right out, by the way. Cutthroat. You're You're done. I'd be like I'd be underselling you. I'd be like, look, Brian's got it for 10 bucks. I got it for nine. Just get it through <laughs> me. You don't need this shit from Brian. He's got this stuff that he, meanwhile, it's like the exact same thing. I'll be like, it's garbage. You don't want to buy that stuff from Brian. He doesn't now. know Let's what he's not doing. Put that out there. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> I'm, I am still very, very new at the material supply game. So, you know, I'm, I'm still figuring things out, but I have 200 pounds of one pound increments cut up, ready to go. And then I'm also going to be, so, that two pound increments, you know, I've been kind of kicking around. I've been talking to a lot of people about the worth of it and what my introductory um, sale prices should be. So, you know, I've I've sent it out to a bunch of different people to test out, get their hands on it. Everyone absolutely loves it. They say it grinds like butter um, and polishes super easy. It has a really cool this this uh, black pearl stuff with the mono directional carbon fiber. It's literally nowhere else in the market. You can't get it anywhere else. And let me let me ask you a very pertinent question because this sure, is go what ahead. everyone is going to want to know. So if yeah. I buy a if I buy a pound of this stuff from you, yeah, how many knives can I make? You know, like how many handles? Approximately, I know there's ranges, but like, what do you think? If you're doing, let's say you have a four inch or four and a half inch EDC because they're one inch strips. You don't you're not going to do like a six inch long handle with a one inch wide overall like so if you're working with smaller knives and let's say you're somewhere between you know four to five inches you will be getting at least eight sets of handles and then and then you'll have a little bit on the end so that you can use those little 
bolster area or those end pieces as bolster areas. So like, okay, you're going to be getting a lot of carbon fiber at a really ridiculously low price. Speaking of that price, I've talked to a bunch of different people about what the worth of the material is. And everyone that I've talked to, it, they say anywhere for a pound of this stuff should be somewhere between $50 a pound to like $80 a pound. Here's the deal. Introductory price, we're just getting out on the market. I want a lot of people to use this stuff and to try it out. $35 plus shipping, and it's yours. Wow. Yeah, dude. That was a very, that I'm going to start calling you Brian Papil. The Brian Papil. The Pitchman. Oh, Pitchman. You know gotcha. Who, you know who Ron Ron Papil was? He was the guy that the made Sham like wow the rotisserie guy. chicken. I don't know if he did Sham Wow, but he did a lot of like right. kitchen utensil type stuff. And did a lot of people give him shit because he was like, yeah, he did a lot of like, uh, I think the uh, Vegematic was like the big one oh, that yeah, he yeah, yeah. Uh, made back in the 80s and 90s. And the guy is dead now, but he he died a billionaire, and and he yeah. was still creating kitchen gadgets at the end. But a lot of no people gave, gave him a lot of shit about being you know salesperson on QVC and all this stuff. Meanwhile, the guy's like you know he was a billionaire. Fucking I mean he he yeah. he did it right, you know. And like yeah, I keep I mean, saying, like I said to you earlier, and I will say this again because I'm going to reiterate it, is that. It, half your job is to acquire or make whatever it is you are doing with your time as an entrepreneur. And the other half is Brian, sell what do you got to do? You, you got to promote it. it, man. You got to, you got to be out there showing off what you want, what you have uh, so that people can get it. It's funny yeah. though, how we, um, I don't know if it's human nature or what, or if it's maker nature or how that goes, but we always seem so shy about promoting our own stuff. You know, yeah, well, and we should there's a stigma, Ben, because yeah. Here, yeah, I agree with you. But I had this for a long time where I didn't want to push my wares on people. I was just like, I don't yeah. want to be a pushy salesperson because I think our generation in particular, uh, you know, elite, probably yours, too, Brian, is that every time you turn around, you're being sold something, you know, right, just right. whatever it might be. You are now. You just don't realize somebody. it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so after a while, you're like, you know what? I really dislike that whole process until you become like a genuine sales technique is to become a part of a community, do things inside of a community that you love and service that community. Right. That's yep. that's, that's the true definition. To. Exactly. You're servicing a community by providing uh, new and interesting things to that community at a decent price. So. In turn, they're going to take the wares that you have and make something awesome out of it and double and triple their money that they put into it. So, see, same so thing with the all thing. the tooling and everything else that we sell. I think of it in terms of that is like I believe in it so much that and I think it's just such an important thing to have. So I sell it and I feel very I'm shameless about it because I just I think I I can stand behind it. And I I can tell you're doing that with this product. Yeah. Yeah, and it and well, sure. it's well deserved. I mean, it's such an interesting story too. It you is, know, you yeah. stumble across well, these guys. Here, hold on. Let, well, let's let's just go right off of that. Let me tell the story of how I got in contact with these people. Did I already did go I ahead. already say that on the podcast or should I not rehash it? No, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah tell the story. So We're literally go ahead. it was Anytime. so I, I love this bit you're doing. I love it. So <laughs> hey, I haven't uh, done Brian, it in a while, and, Brian. <laughs> Brian, go ahead and start whenever you're ready there. <laughs> Dead air, so Brian. Dead air. When, whenever whenever I have just wait on damn you. guys. <laughs> I'm, I wish you, there was a all way right, I could I'm, just All right, mute Ben, you guys. shut up. I'm shutting up too. I'm shutting up. <laughs> 
So there is a bar just a little bit down the road on the actually in the opposite direction of you go where to the carbon for lunch fiber. every day. No, that whenever I have <laughs> Kyle, whenever whenever I have Kyle over to do video work, whenever I'm we're shooting YouTube uh, videos yeah. as a lunch, you know, I take him out and, you know, we we go have lunch and whatnot. Well, at that bar, there's this little board, just like you see all over the place, where it's just where you can go and tack up your business cards. Where you met your your uh, significant others. Oh, my what? God. Get the <laughs> hell out of here, Ben. You were hey, ridiculous. Hey, Ben, remember when Brian said you guys are shutting up for a second? <laughs> I'm holding up my end of the deal. I just need more fuel for these other podcasts you're doing, Pecan. Oh, I knew that was going to come up. All right, we'll talk about that later. Just, just let Brian tell the story. So, so basically what ended up happening is one of the employees at this carbon fiber factory went to that bar with his buddies and they're talking about how their carbon fiber should be used for knife handles because they're, they're knife nuts themselves. And they were, they were trying to find local knife makers and they just happened to be drinking at this bar and they saw my card that says B or Brian Cone knife maker. So they picked it up and called me. And God, boom, there it is. Hell out of here. I yeah, never wouldn't thought have anybody looked at those things. Right. Exactly. That would work. Well, let yeah, alone that awesome. it would be that serendipitous, right? That they specifically thought, oh, this would be great for knives, you know? Right, right. Uh, from windmills to knives. That's crazy. That's so cool. It is crazy. It really is. But yeah, so I have I have 200 pounds of this stuff already cut up and ready to go. The first 100 pounds going to go at $35 a pound, and then it, I'll kind of decide... If it's selling like hotcakes, then I'm gonna sell the next thirty-five or next hundred pounds at thirty-five dollars a pound. You know, we're just gonna kind of play it by ear. But this is an introductory rate. The rate will go up. This is just so that you guys can get a crazy low price, so you can try it out. You know, and then I'm also going to be selling five pound increments. So if you guys are out there and you want, you know, I've already had quite a few people say, "Hey, could I get five, ten, twenty pounds of this stuff?" Well, you that is an option as well, but I'm going to send the uncut. So they're they're one inch strips and they're 16 inches long. Basically, what I've been doing is I've been ripping them down to five and a half inches a piece so that, you know, I can package them up into a small box and ship them out. Well, if you want a bunch of poundage, I already have to get a large box. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw those things in a, a large it fits it ships box from USPS. And then you can have it like that. And yeah. we're we're going to do it five pound increments so that I don't have to send out five small boxes. You know, it, it just kind of yep. makes sense. What is, so uh, is, yeah. it, is it, is it, hold on one second, Ben. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. I got, I got no, a question I've been wanting to ask for a while is there are different colors other than black or do you just have black for now? It's the Henry Ford model. You can have whatever color you want as long as it's black. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Potentially though. I think I remember you talking, I love it. uh, when we did, when you introduced it the first time, Maybe in the future, right? You could foresee some colors. So uh, that is specific. That is with the marbled carbon fiber, the X-Forge. That will be able to infuse different colors in. This black pearl stuff, it is made specifically for, or it's made and used in those giant windmill turbine blades. It's also used for other things, but that's like its main use. Yeah. And the uh, one is so like that, a that is fiber. specifically made for that. We can't mess with the with that at all. Yeah. The one is like carbon fiber embedded in, in, epox, in epoxy, right? Um, I, they all are. And, you know, it's a polymer epoxy or I, yeah. I don't there's technical terms for all of it. They told me all this stuff, but it went in one ear and out the other. I'm, sure. I guess I'm just not that smart about it. It just works. <laughs> 
you know? Yeah, man. Well, it's congratulations on the new venture. And yeah. uh, if you want to get some of this, uh, if, some of your, your product, Brian, where do people go to buy it? Is it available on your website? So I am currently waiting on the small boxes. I ordered them. You know how you can order a boatload of them and they'll just show up to your door. I'm waiting on those to show up, but I am going to put them up on my website at bconeknives.com. You'll be able to order a pound and then five pound increments. And it may take me just a little bit longer the first time around to get them shipped because I am waiting on those boxes from USPS. But in the future, I, I, I ordered, shoot, I think I ordered 500 boxes. So like we we'll be able to like package them all up ready to go. So yep. once once that for, once those boxes come in, it'll be ship city around here. That's my. So biggest. are they are they on the website now? Like, can I go there now, or or when the show goes live, will I be? Able when to the buy show a, goes a live, when the show goes live, it will be live. You've awesome. got it. Go jump on it. All right. Go jump yeah, on it. Because when you're promoting this kind of stuff, I I try to tell people this, and not everyone listens to me, but. You really need to make it easy and then mm-hmm. the strike while the iron is hot, you know, while we're talking about it and we're hyping it up. Uh, it has to be, you know, something that you can go right to the website and purchase it right then. Otherwise, people are like, you know, they're like ADD, right? They're right, distracted right. by a million things and they'll forget about it. So go to BconeKnives.com. Check out Brian's X-Forge Black Carbon Fiber oh, man. and yeah, man. Uh, get yourself oh, speak- in the club. Speaking of that X-Forge, there is an X-Forge restock. I'll have 10 more plates ready to go. But we are talking about the Black Pearl. The Black Pearl is what I have cut up into the one-pound increments. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. The X-Forge is a different color. Correct. It's a gotcha. different... I mean... Different product. <laughs> it is color. a different product, yes. So you have two... Gotcha. There's two main... Ver- two versions, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. There's the, there's the X-Forge, which is the marbled carbon fiber that comes in the full plates, 12 by 12 by quarter inch. Yep. We're talking about the the Black Pearl, which is 3 sixteenths by, these are one inch strips by five and a half inches. And yeah, getting it's a, a good size. Of it. Yeah, you're yeah, getting a, a boatload. You're getting 16 okay. strips of five five and a half inches of this stuff. You're, you're going to make a lot of knives out of this stuff. Sure. It's, yeah. it's cheaper than anything else you're going to get. Uh, all right, dirt. switching gears real quick, uh, Brian. I wanted to also bring up the WFF, WFII, uh, the secondary feed. Oh, yeah. It's the same feed, but secondary show that we have on WFI project or WFI yeah. uh, the podcast. And um, I was just listening to the Wesley Crum interview. Well done. Wesley's such an interesting human um, yeah. uh, and one of my favorite people in the whole world. And he's just super interesting to listen to. And and not I, this isn't just me saying this. I believe this. But like so many people have reached out to me, Brian, to tell me how much they love that segment like that you're yeah. doing those shows that you're doing and how professional they all are you sound great the sound even though like people have to call in from time to time totally, it still yeah. sounds good you know the right. audio quality is really good and uh, i just wanted to tell you that um i'm super proud of your progression as a as a you know entrepreneur and a creator i just it's awesome to watch i've said this and i've been saying this for the last couple of years the rise up of brian Cohn. I mean, it's I, it's happening now. I mean, you're feeling it, right? It takes a couple of years, you know. It's like you're sticking with it, but it's taking some time. But it's you're really showing off, man. It's awesome. I really appreciate that. I do put in a lot of time and effort to make those interviews go well. So Wesley Crumb was the last episode. This upcoming week will be Brigham Kendall, 
and I have people booked to do more, but here's the thing. Between Christmas orders coming through and all of this new carbon fiber business that I'm trying to, you know, get going and spend so much time making it happen, I may have to switch back to like once every other week, sure. like twice a yeah, month on these interviews. And like I, I would love to do, you know, I would love to do them every single week. And once once all this thing kind of settles back down, I will definitely jump back on every single week, get this thing going. Yeah. But I just have so many things that I have to, you know, attend mm-hmm. to right hey, now. Hey, we get it, man. It's, yeah. it's that time of year. We get well, it. Well, let's talk because I might be able to fill in, you know, fill in a gap here and there too. Ben, I mean, if you guys want to do an interview from time to time and try to fill in those gaps, I would love to make it happen. But I know that you guys are also incredibly busy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't take on any more projects, unfortunately. <laughs> I've turned down like – Can't take on any we're... more shingles. <laughs> Oh God, yeah. We, I just, uh, I had like a moment yesterday. Well, oh dude, he's still my, like fucking twinging and itching. Yes. Well, me too. It's you know, goddamn I've had, miserable. I've, I've had some pain-free days and stuff, and and I don't really want to get into the whole health thing because it's like boring or whatever. But I've I've had great pain-free days. I'm starting to you know bounce back and working full days again and stuff like that. And and I started thinking about like how important it is to take care of yourself, you know, because if you get sick, you're screwed, you know, you can't do anything. So in my case, I was down for almost a month and, um, boy, you know, just take care of yourselves guys, you know, uh, make sure you're eating right and sleeping and, you know, taking care of the mental health aspect of things because, and I've talked to numerous makers about this and, and they appreciate it when I bring this up, the holidays is the time where a lot of people struggle with mental health. Yeah. So I can't if I if you choose one thing to do this holiday season, I will implore you to just be kind to your fellow humans. Yep. And yep. that is just such a simple thing to do. It's free, costs you nothing, and the returns are exponential. So just like be kind, be man. Nice. Like if somebody needs your help, yeah, just help them out if you can. Or if you <clears throat> see somebody write something stupid online, you know, don't shame them or whatever. Just Try to help people as much as possible because we're, you know, there's so many folks that are struggling with mental health this time of year and myself included. I, I am, I struggle in the winter, man. man. The 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 fucking time change this time of year. Yeah. uh, It it just, it wreaks havoc on my fucking brain and it does not Are you up at like 4 a.m., Ben, just like me? Like, yeah. Yeah, me too. And I, and I don't, I can't go to sleep at night and. Yes. The whole bit, it just fucks me up so bad when we switch these clocks. Yeah. So, you know, and, yeah. I don't know if this was a thing that I – was this a thing or not? Was that the last time we're doing daylight savings? Could be. I, I, don't, I, thought, I, I, don't I thought I heard that we were doing that for, like, the last time ever. Well, see, really? I think some states passed – I know it went to vote, and I know some states passed it, uh, meaning getting rid of the clock changing – and other states didn't. I just don't recall which are on there's, board. There's or not. a there's like a little uh, toothpick wedge of Indiana okay. where they do not change their clocks. Yeah. I don't Arizona know if it's a county either, or something. Yeah. yeah, in Arizona, and what and what it is is it's been like an experiment, right, to find out does it really matter. And they have found out that it does absolutely no good. It's Mm-mm. there's no change. Probably you know, the opposite, the, honestly. It yeah. probably does more bad than good. 
I just yeah, looked I it up. That is a Michigan thing. We're getting rid of this you last are. time was the last time we're doing daylight. So yeah. awesome. Some that's states. a big that's a big win for Michigan. And did yeah. you guys uh, vote uh, recreational marijuana in as well? I think. Oh, it's been legal up here for a while. Recreational mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Right. Oh, that's I right. I mean, yeah, I don't I, partake, yeah. but you know, Fucking Idaho who can is do. never gonna do that. Yeah, Florida's <laughs> way behind on it too. Yeah, yeah we yeah. we we have, do have medical here, but uh, but hey, all right, listen. Switching gears a little bit, uh, we heard from Brian. Um, I Ben, do you, what what's going on, buddy? I know I haven't talked to you in so long. I know, man, it's crazy. And what's happening? How Boy, are you? I am well. I'm doing well. All all in all, all things considered, fought off the okay. shingle shangles and uh, still, like I said, still got the twingies, and it's a miserable prick. But it's fading, yeah. so that's good. Um, yeah, been been jumping to be honest. Just kind of all over the board too. Uh, some leather stuff going. Uh, sent off the biggest the biggest quote I've ever <laughs> sent in my life uh, to the uh, designer folks down in Austin, Texas, for a job in Atlanta doing interior design work uh, with uh, installing a leather feature in a um in a what's to be a multi-family residential high-rise apartment building high dollar high-rise in midtown atlanta (laughs) i'm trying to envision what the hell i know right like what is it a a fucking dungeon no it's um (laughs) whips and chains and right so what's what's all this leather work yeah, Inside so of the apartment a part complex. a part of that is Ben has to make a, a little like sex slave outfit yeah. for himself Cock while rings, he's putting it on. You know, yeah, Brian, yeah. look at you, assless chaps. jokes. I like it. Um, I like it. No, so the design is it's kind of weird. It's like it's almost like you know Venetian blinds or vertical blinds that hang down. Yes. Well, this would sort of be like that. It would be seven inch wide pieces of leather by about two to three foot long and then they would they would extend from floor to ceiling and be connected by custom hardware custom polished chrome sort of square square rings and there'd be like 16 of these belts hanging floor to ceiling on either side of an entranceway so it would be like a decorative feature um the the crazy part you know, is a it's in Atlanta, Georgia, for crying out. So loud. would you have to fly there to install it, or at least would you ship it? yeah, fly there, install, uh, fly there to measure and do a site visit. So that all had to be incorporated in the bid. Get tools there to do the work to install it. Uh, get the product there after I would manufacture it here. Um, what else, man? There was so many moving parts to this quote you know, to figure out custom hardware. So all the hardware is like four by four and a half inch rectangular polished chrome pieces of hardware, you know, so had to reach out to uh, a couple of different hardware manufacturers to see like, what the hell, what would one of these even cost to have made, you know? Um, So it was kind of a crazy quote, put it all together Put a bunch of hours in it. A big thanks to, to Buff over at Moonshine Leatherworks. Picked his brain for a while uh, on it and trying to come up with a number. You know, just how do you come up with a number for a job like that that 
makes any kind of sense. <laughs> um, I, I looked, so this would be like a 34-story building. So big, big building, right? Big money building. The average cost to build a 30-some-story building is like $240 million. Okay. So when you think so about you charge like a million dollars for yeah, half a million. <laughs> Here's my well, question. Here's yeah. my question. How tall is it from floor to ceiling? How long are these things going to have? Well, to so that's the interesting part. So in the initial uh, message, when she reached out, she described it as a standard standard for a lobby. Apparently is 11 foot four inches. Okay. Well, Looking at the architect's drawings, the uh, ceiling actually measured 23 feet 6 inches. Yeah. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. So I caught her. Ceiling. I caught her on this uh, this little oops. Oh my gosh, you know, uh, that's right. double, you know, double the freaking material. So I quoted it at 23 foot ceilings, which it would never work at 23 foot ceilings because the leather would never lay correctly stretched over that amount of distance, you know, but she wanted a number. So that's what I gave her. So I've not heard back from him yet, but it, you know, it's, it was kind of weird. Like I said, just to, to not have any reference, any frame of reference. I couldn't find any frame of reference for what's the going rate or no, no quote comparables, you know, just. Do you know how many other people, like, there's no way that you know how many no. other people they're talking to. No, my, their my, prices are going to be. So there's no like, oh, yeah. well, these people are going to do it for 400,000. So I nope. should. My suspicion is that I am a check bid, you know, where in commercial work, a lot of times they may have a preferred vendor, um, you know, like they may have a contractor that they have used in the past or whatever, but they suspect that potentially their price is increasing too much or, or you know, just good business. They want to see if they can get a better deal somewhere else. So they'll, they'll call for a bid somewhere else. And we used to do this a lot um, with IT contracts when I worked, you know, with the Forest Service. We would we'd do check bids a lot just to make sure we're in the ballpark and we're we're not paying too much, or sometimes you pay too little, you know, and you're getting shit service because of it. So, wait a second. That's my how suspicion, many, but we'll see. <laughs> how many hours do you think you've put into you know designing this thing up? Well, it's all designed, and that that's the beauty of it is that. Um, I, I had more more sort of detailed information about how about what I was building than I probably ever have. I mean, I had architects' mm. drawings. I had a whole like what do they call it? A fucking mood board. <laughs> I had a whole okay. mood mood board made up that had examples uh, where they had seen this type of thing installed in other places and all kinds of reference material to go on. Um, but I probably have 10, 10 hours or so into just trying to put together the quote, you know? So let me get this straight. You've put in 10 or so hours and this is just them, you know, throwing out a bid or asking you Could for be. a bid so that they, they're just, you know, trying to yank the other guy's chance so that they're lower. Like you're Could not, be. It very well could be that there's no chance that you're getting this job and they're there, just screwing really you out good, of 10 hours of work. Yeah, probably really good odds of that. But, Ugh. but you know, I mean, that's kind of when you do custom work, 
you know, and the number comes out, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, that's kind of the price you pay, <laughs> you know. Um, there's I'm also not... a chance that there could be somebody, like there's a, you know, this developer, or whoever's building this building, you know, they may have budgeted, you know, let's just say a hundred grand for the right. project and you come in at, you know, 80, I'm just throwing numbers out there. You come in at 80 grand and they go, yeah, send them a deposit, send them 50% exactly. or whatever that yep. does happen. And, you know, you never yep. know until, you know, you, you quote it. And there's also, mm-hmm. um, on jobs like this and, and thanks to everybody that reached out this, this, um, this one came from our boy, Brian over at, at hidden rose. Um, but, Oftentimes with jobs like that, they'll have a certain amount of money that they need to spend on, say, deck decor for the lobby or whatever, you know, uh, because they want it to hit a certain, not price point, but a certain uh, uh, aesthetic or whatever. And, you know, yeah. history tells them that if they don't spend over half a million dollars on the interior of the lobby, they're not going to reach that aesthetic. So yeah, the budget. it's like a first impression type thing. Yeah. When somebody walks into the building, they they're gonna want to live there by based upon the ambiance in the in the, in yeah. the entryway. Yeah. It's the truth about even selling a house. Uh, you know, Brian, you you probably are dealing with a little bit of this, looking for your houses and stuff. But <laughs> yeah. like like people don't get like how important curb appeal is. You oh, know, gosh, when somebody yeah. drives up to that house, it can look uh, you know, uh if you can make it look pretty decent right in the, you know, the first drive up, uh, the chances are that you're going to get above market price because, you know, people are going to get into a bidding war and whatever else. The inside yeah. could look like, door, you know, hog shit. But yeah. like that curb appeal is such an important component to this. And um, yeah, I could see how that could that could really work in your favor, Ben. I mean, it could knows? be neat. It sounds like you did a lot of uh, due diligence on it. Do you, what else you got going on? Anything else in particular you working on? Oh, I'm working on some uh, some signs right now that are just a total pain in my ass. They were, they were um, for my neighbor who does a lot of graphic design work. He had a customer that he designed a logo for, and they were interested in getting getting some lighted signs made so they wanted sort of their logo cut out of a piece of aluminum like sheeting and then in the back it would be a box with led lights and you know frosted glass or frosted plexi behind that to kind of mute the uh mute the lights so been working on those and man what a pain in the ass aluminum is (laughs) holy shiznit you look at it wrong and it scratches. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah, but I uh, yeah. I ended up getting this. Um, it's a sign making material, so it's actually a sandwich. It's a metal sandwich, so it has aluminum face, uh, plastic in the middle, and then an uh, aluminum back. And uh, man, that stuff cuts so nice on the CNC, my bad. and really saved my ass. If I had to mill this out of like solid aluminum, oh my god, I would have been, I'd have been thrown in the towel. But just about got those done and uh, started out at the maker shop the other day, the makerspace community wood wood shop, I guess, if you want to call it that here uh, with my buddy Alex and been working on uh, the big 12 foot long entertainment center cabinet build for our house here out there. And man, so fucking nice to work in a shop that has space. Holy hell. 
where you're not moving one tool oh to get my to gosh. another. Yeah, Back the truck up, unloaded my sheets of plywood right onto sawhorses, pulled out my track saw two hours later, had all the parts cut. You know, like I wouldn't have even been set up by then at home. So that's proven to be a massive asset and uh, looking forward to spending more time out there. Alex is fully tooled up every fest tool tool you could imagine two of every big machine from table saws to planers and joiners and band saws and lathes and really has done a nice job with that i've, I've just been very very impressed with what they put together and really you know we're trying to find ways to sort of pitch the idea to people to you know pay for a gym membership or a workshop membership instead of building your own workshop and it like less than 200 bucks a month. Like the more I think about it, it's like, man, what a no brainer, even for a business. You know, if you, if you make tables or you do, um, custom furniture, even just paying that as a write-off, <laughs> you know, and you have a big job where you need some space, you just go out there to the maker shop and, and, uh, you got all the tools ready and, it's it's really and nice to, and to learn too right yeah like you can learn how to use cnc stuff yep. and all yep. the other tooling they have there so you're collaborating with people yeah and learning I mean, yeah it sounds like an awesome thing it's that's it's what i was really gonna cool. say that's yeah. what i was gonna say what a cool place to like go and just hang out so it is you know yeah. you can find find fellow makers that you can do collaborations with i mean yep. i feel like that's like a, a gold mine it is. It really is. And I think it's going to, it's only going to get better with time as more and more people start, you know, joining and average day out there. Now we're, we're looking at about six guys, six to six to eight tops, you know, kind of roaming through uh, or around spending some time there. But I think it's, you know, our, our, the goal is to get, uh, to get a hundred monthly members and then, yeah. you know, that'll, that'll, that'll set us pretty good. And then on top of that, we're, you know, Alex and I've been brainstorming just different rates. Like, hey, you want to come in and just use these three tools for the day? Here, it's fifty bucks. You know, or whatever it is. Because mm, gotcha. um, we've had a bit of that. You know, like, hey, can I just drop in for a day and turn some shit on the lathe? Sure, why not? You know. Here's my yeah. question: Is there any way to like be able to electronically call dibs on whatever so that? There isn't mm. four people standing in line for whatever project. There's not yet. Tool. I mean, there, we haven't really hit that. Um, the, I feel the, like that was going to be a bottleneck. It can, but I, I will say one thing. Like in woodworking, there's usually five ways to do a certain thing, <laughs> you mm. know, um, and the processes don't ever really take that long, except for like the lathes. That would be the one thing where somebody could camp out, you know, and just turn shit all day. Um, so that could potentially bottleneck the CNC machine. We're getting, there's a laser getting delivered this week, a Laguna laser. Uh, some of those might get a little bottleneck. There might need to be a reservation system. We're, we're considering a fiber laser, uh, mostly Yo. because of, um, because of Brian out there at Hidden Rose again. Um, he had expressed interest, you know, like, Hey, for putting your touch or putting your logo on knives and stuff like that, you know, like, man, that'd be great. Yeah. 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 But now Super I saw Chris, uh, uh, Chris Powell posting about that little shit and fiber laser that he just got, man. Did you guys see that? Yeah. I think he's sponsored by that company. I too. think he is. That thing's under 500 yeah. bucks Yo. or it's on presale right now for four ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. It's they insane. hit me up too, but 
I I just I can't take on any more sponsorships. But they, yeah, <laughs> well, I'm not Brian, kidding you. Take it I, on and then send I, it up to me. Come on, here's man. the here's the problem is that <laughs> all these companies want they me want, to make want, videos. Want. Yep. And yeah. and I I'm telling you, man, like when you have your own brand to make money for someone else just for mm-hmm. a free piece of gear. It does not make sense. Like no. I, I've, you know, not when and, you're and, as and big I have a, well, I, I'm, I'm not even that big, but like I'm a mid-level creator and maybe a, somewhat of an um, influencer or whatever, but I don't think I'm an influencer because of what they want. They yeah. want me to, okay, we're going to send you, uh, I get a lot of requests for like welders and, um, uh, this company Vever, they make everything. Mm-hmm. Like they, you could, I could tell them like, hey, I want a like freaking commercial ice machine, and they would send <laughs> it to me, right? Wow. For whatever reason, uh, no charge to me, and it's because right. they love my work. And but they're a huge Chinese tooling company, and uh, and I don't have any official agreement with them. But a lot of the gear that they send me that I, that they want me to create videos on. There's no fucking way I would ever, ever recommend that anyone buy these things. Mm. And it's because they're so big yeah. that they they are. I don't know if they're contracting quality control out. Is, with, is not there. There's quality control is terrible. So I've written them and said, like, look, I can't endorse your stuff. It's it, yeah. you know, you send me these things like, you know, that you'll send me a welder that doesn't turn on. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, Not going to work. And then they're like, they're like, well, when, when is the video coming out? I'm like, I don't have a working unit. Like, I cannot. <laughs> so, and then, by the way, don't send me another one because right. the one I have here doesn't work. And if this one doesn't work, I'm never going to recommend this to no. my audience, you know? So, here's the and thing. So, you, should, you should do a little, like, Instagram reel where it's like a mock. You know, you're showing off this welder and you're talking about you know, this thing and that thing. And then you're just showing you like trying to turn it on and obviously not turning on, but you're still talking <laughs> about what it can do. And then you go up to two pieces of steel and you're like, and it welds super quick. And then you go and you push the button as if it's welding and you go through the motions as if it's still welding. And you're yeah, like, right, well, right. look it's at that working. weld and you pick it up yeah. and the two pieces fall apart. You want, you want to hear something funny, Brian, <laughs> is that I have that moment where I realize it doesn't turn on on yeah. camera. Right. Where oh my I, god! Because I'm, I'm taking it out of the box and I'm putting it all together, and I'll look, at least oh, you didn't man, do a live. <laughs> and oh, and then I hit the switch, and it, it's just it dead. Turn it's on. DOA. So yeah, I uh, think you know the I, in my in my experience, the best <laughs> the best sort of brand partnerships are ones that you initiate yourself. You know, yeah. because and those go nowhere for me. By the way, I'm not like yeah, you. I can't. For whatever reason, I've reached out to Shapeoko, Shopbot. Yeah. I mean, everybody. And and it's like, I have 60, almost 70,000 right. uh, followers on Instagram. Crickets, bro. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about me at all. I'm a really that, good bullshitter. Any company that's worth a damn. Uh, I will say Brunt be. Workwear has reached out to me and they're going to send me some shoes, which I think they just, you know, they send a lot out anyway. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that that I could use is, yeah. is valid shit. But, Here's what it yeah. might be. Yeah. Now that everyone is blowing up on TikTok or on Reels, maybe that, that number of entries is a lot higher now. It could like, be. It, it could used be. to be where if, if you're at like you know, 50K or above or 40K above, everybody wants to give you shit. Well, everyone's at that point who's making stuff, except yeah. for me apparently. 
Well, here's, uh, a, here's a nugget so I learned. that number is um, raised up. Here's a nugget I learned in the call I was on before this is they actually believe the opposite. Uh, they, they are wanting to work more with folks who have less followers because they're finding that folks sort of below the 50K number have much more, have a much more engaged audience. Sure. Mm, and they're yeah, able to pay more that. attention to their audience, you know, right? Like if you've got 14 or 15,000 versus 70, 80, 100,000, odds are you know more of those 14 or 15 or 20,000. And so, you know, they're, they're saying that they have found much better results uh, converting to sales and all that, you know, brand awareness and everything else for not mic- not necessarily micro. I guess you could call that micro at this point, but you know, folks that have less. So kind of an interesting thing. And hey man. bigger what? creators want tools and money, right? We're smaller, yes. we'll just take tools. Because it makes no sense for me to schlep somebody else's gear when yeah, I use that be time to do your showing to off my in. own stuff. Well, yeah, I'm gonna show off house made tools. Because, you know, these are tools that I believe in and I make and, and you know, I want them to sell. It's I just yeah. believe in these things. And um, all right. So switching gears away from the whole influencer thing, a couple pieces of business. This show and all shows on WFI are are uh, are what, what is it? would they be a sponsor? Is this a sponsorship that uh, Maritime's uh, doing or whatever? Yeah, but they're, yeah, they're, they're sponsors. Lovingly yeah. They're sponsors. Is that what it? Yeah. And uh, uh, Lawrence Lake at Maritime Knife Supply is an up-and-coming knife maker who turned retailer, so he knows what he's doing. So that's the important part here. He is uh, breaking into the retail market and selling top-quality goods out of Canada to the United States every single day. You can take ex- uh, the uh, you can take advantage of the USD to Canadian exchange rate. And he has awesome customer service. I spend a lot of money with him and he's obviously sponsors our show. So there's like a, you know, kind of a deal there. But like I said earlier, I would never endorse somebody that I didn't truly believe in. That's like really important to me. The reputation that we hold here is super important because uh, uh, I would never endorse somebody that I didn't believe in. And Lawrence's work and I've met him personally. He's a great guy. Hard worker, insanely hard worker. You think I work hard? Lawrence probably puts me to shame and a good guy to work with. And also, this show is sponsored by the beautiful 100 patrons that we now have on Patreon. We have two new patrons this uh, round. Let me just pull that data up. Uh, We have uh, Raleigh Aboy. I think I'm saying your last name correctly, Raleigh. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I've known Raleigh for a little bit online, Facebook mostly and stuff, and I and I guess he's listening in on the yeah. on the podcast. Welcome, uh, to the and welcome. We appreciate you. And Walter Vaughn, Walter Vaughn nice. messaged all of us guys. I don't know if you remember a few days ago ah. he messaged me, you, and uh, Brian on um, Instagram, and just you know, really super appreciative guy. So Walter, we appreciate awesome. you guys. Uh, Raleigh and Walter, thank you so much. Um, and uh, let me just spin it around a little bit more. I wanted to ask you guys a question. This sure. is a question that was posed to me uh, in college, and I just happen to know the answer because I know weird data. But what do you guys think is no Googling this, right? Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think the most abused drug is in the world? Caffeine. Damn, you got it. 
Yeah. You're right. Caffeine. And Brian, do you drink coffee? I so I go on on like I'm kind of like waving up and down. So like I start off, I'll go cold turkey, not drink any caffeine in the morning. And then okay. I'll go a couple weeks and I'll be like, OK, well, now I'm, my tolerance is down. I can have one cup of coffee and then that turns into two and then it turns into three. <laughs> and then I get so bad that I'm jittering all day and I say, yeah. screw this. I'm going back to cold turkey and I go down to cold turkey and I'm there Matt, for another week. You're or one two. of those guys. OK, moderation. <laughs> I'm up and thing. I'm up and I down get. all the time on caffeine for sure. OK, where I'm going with this is uh, Lawrence over at Maritime Knife Supply sent all three of us. Uh, bags of coffee. He sent them to me, and then I sent one to you, Brian. I don't think I've sent yours to you, Ben. I think mm-hmm. I still have yours here. But he now has his own coffee brand, and it's great yep. coffee. I opened it this morning because I did, I needed beans, and it's great coffee. So go check out Lawrence Lake at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Get yourself some coffee. Get yourself Yo. some knife supplies. Speaking of that, whatever coffee. else you need, and uh, yeah, and and tell them uh, Brian, Brian, and Ben sent you from the Work for It podcast. I put those beans through a French press thing. Ooh, baby. Oh mm. my god, it is good coffee. Like it's not even like oh well, it's coffee that he's also selling. Like it is good coffee. It is good coffee. Yeah, he's having yeah. it roasted and then private labeled. So that's nice. why it tastes so good because you're not getting beans that were roasted like months ago. You're getting yeah. them, you know, fresh. So yeah, something kind of interesting about Lawrence is, you know, he, it like most retailers is looking for things that would apply to his business that he could sell online yep. so that he can raise his revenue. And that's a really important part of any business that you, you know, you look for things that you can do like Brian with your carbon fiber. You're going to find out real quick that that's, that's uh, going to be lucrative for you, and it's going to keep you going. It's going to keep you making knives. It's going to help fund new projects. It's really important to have those refreshed ideas, uh, kind of like my Apollo Forge project. You know, I'm 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 a one man uh, was a one man show for a long time selling grinders, and I realized you know I I have this engineering side to me and problem solving you know whatever to me, and I love that side of the work. So I tackled that project to add more value to the customers who are already kind of in that sphere. You know, we always talk about that like spider web thing where I'm in the middle and all the products and things that I do around me are the web. And and so it's super important. So if you're an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur, be thinking about that all the time. Don't be a one man band. You got to like, you know, a one trick pony. You got to you got to, you know, create new and exciting things and take on new jobs so you can expand and diversify your income. So speaking of that, yeah. so with this carbon fiber batch, I know I'm I'm hitting on it a lot, but I'm just just gonna finish this out by saying, you know, pretty much the profits I'm making on this is gonna be able to bury the rest of my student loan debt. So that yeah. instead of instead of throwing five hundred dollars a month to Sally May every single month, you know, I can be back to zero and be able to invest that money back into carbon fiber. And, you know, some of some of that will I'll still have a couple a couple bucks to to buy more carbon fiber and continue this loop. But, man, I'm, I, I mean, this is this is an absolute godsend because, you know, with with us looking at houses, possibly moving into a larger shop, I can really ramp up production yeah, man. Man, I'm I'm really hoping that this stuff sells relatively well. And then with you talking about you know going from a one man band to a two or pl- more man band at, at House Made Industries, I you know I have this little curse with WFI projects, so I'm not going to talk about it <laughs> until after it happens. 
but I may have some pretty big news next week. Good. All right. Yeah. Don't don't jinx it. So yeah, just save it for <laughs> next week. And uh, yeah, that's awesome, Brian. So yeah. So uh, my my life has been. Uh, I'll tell you yeah, guys. What have you been up to? Update man? on my shop. Uh, and finally back working. So I'm you know I'm uh, crushing it at work and stuff. And we are pouring ribbon burners like they're going out of style eight at like a time. It, yeah. Sixteen. Yeah, 16 a week is what we're up to now to keep up with demand. And uh, I think, you know, it's just um, it's just such a blessing to have work, you know, have have things to do, you know, and make things. It's like there's there was times when, I, you know, when you're doing things like uh, stuffing straws inside of a mold that are, you know, 38 at a time, you know, times eight and, you know, all that. And you're like, God damn, like this is a lot of work and uh, it's very fresh in my mind right now (laughs) yes you're very familiar with that monotony and it's like i'm thinking to myself like why do i do this again and you know like okay you know and then i'm like wait a minute these are all sold you know every single thing that i'm making for the next two weeks is sold it's it's already got a name to it you know Mm. and then as i'm making more my phone is going cha-ching there's another one, cha-ching. There's another one, cha-ching. There's oh, don't another you love one. that like, fucking sound? That's oh the man! Sound. And and then and, and then I'm like, now I gotta I gotta make more of these. And <laughs> and and I and then I it's went. It's easy wait to a get wait frustrated, I'll bet though, right? Where it's like, oh, fuck, it is. Oh, fuck. Because but then you stop. It, uh, and think. I don't know if you're right, and I don't know if you listened to the episode of Knife Talk with Jeff Fader, Noah Vachone, and oh, Finger yeah. Ferguson. Yep. But Noah talks about something that I think a lot of us probably deal with, and he was very vocal about it, which is like, you know, when you're doing something, uh, you have a tendency to get bored. So you like kind of like shift away from the the, uh, the monotony and you go towards the fun stuff and you put off the monotony and all that. And he's like, you know, how do you balance that out? You have to be an artisan. You have to be a business person and all that. And I really appreciated his thoughts on that because I struggle with that, too where you know you're doing things over and over and over and the process is figured out now there's no mystery to it there's no problem solving it's just this is how you do it and you make it and so i've been dealing with a lot of that but at the same time i had to like kick myself in the pants and go well you're blessed with things to do you're blessed with work you have all these Mm -hmm. things and there was a period of my life where i didn't have work or i didn't have money and i didn't have the you know, the tactile things to be doing. So everyone who has supported the Apollo project, thank you so much for doing so. Uh, all the pre-shipments are pretty much out the door. I think we got like 10 or 12 left that we're um, curing right now. They're uh, drying and all that. And then they're out the door this week. And then um, we're shifting uh, from burners to forge. So we're figuring out how to ship them. We're figuring out like, you know, all, how all that works. And um, logistically, like getting them out the door and all that, but um, and like what we can charge for them, and um, and of course, in true Florida fashion, we have another tropical storm bearing down on us right now. Are you kidding? Uh, yes, oh, tonight at one, or t- tomorrow morning, Nicole. Tomorrow morning at mm. um, one o'clock, one in the morning, we are all going to be blown by Nicole. Um, mm. which would be <laughs> Oh and, uh, yeah, so no, I, I I'm making fun of it. It it it's it, they close the schools like, I'm just like oh my god, like another yeah. storm. The good news is is it's uh, coming in on the east coast. It's probably only going to be a cat one, so it'll just kind of give us a lot of rain and wind and whatever it's else. Annoying. But, uh, yeah. Well, what happens? Uh, it's 
like people go, oh, well, you're so far away from where it makes landfall. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but we tend to have power issues. Right. Like so like the storm will come through and we'll lose power for like a day. And it's Not just like all a, that productivity. A grid is for lost. Nothing. <laughs> it's a grid. Yep. And it goes down and it sucks. But uh, but yeah, so we got that going on. Um, we are feverishly working on a on getting ready for our sale, which will start when this show comes out Friday. We are doing a sale, so it'll be a Veterans Day sale, and you'll bum, bum, you know bum. get a chance to uh, jump in on that. And it's going to be pretty significant, deep discounts on everything we have for sale. So uh, you know, check out housemade.us. And if you're looking to buy something, this will be our last sale of the year. So this will be both our our uh, Veterans Day sale and our Black Friday sale will all be in one. And you will be able to get some pretty good discounts, like huge discounts on stuff. So we're, we're looking to close out a bunch of stuff. Yep. So that's happening. Cool. Um, real quick, uh, switching over to WFI projects because we are almost to the one hour mark. I wanted to let you guys know that we are up to 7,872 projects on WFI projects. I know that there was some chatter about the Hustle and Grind boys uh, diving in on that, so it'll become even more prevalent. Uh, Knife Talk, guys. Brian, look what you have done. You have sparked (laughs) an entire group of podcasters to uh, work for it by uh, hashtagging WFI projects well, has become technically insanely we're working successful. for it. They're just using the work. <laughs> so actually with, with the hustle and grind guys, and I did sit down for an episode with them. So, you know, that was a lot of, that's, fun right. For sure. that's um, right. But they're actually doing their own separate hustle and grind hashtag. So it won't be, well, just nobody like, will use that. So that'll be important. <laughs> I know. So I was just, thinking that too. you could tell Come them to go fuck off. They, they needed to use too. the WFI. Well, get let, the hell out of here. Let them do whatever they want to do, man. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm just, I'm just glad that I came up with an idea that other people think are is cool. So yeah, I appreciate we're being you thwarted by Noah Blomberg. Man. It's ridiculous. Blomberg. Uh, Noah Blomberg. Blomberg. All right. Okay. Mayor, I'm, I'm mayor, joking. The mayor of course. himself. Use the grinder hashtag G R I N D R hashtag for the hustle and grind podcast. <laughs> uh, if you listen to that, that's their app of choice over there. Um, and uh, also, okay, so real quick, I wanted to just shout out a couple of WFI projects because number one, one of our patrons, uh, his, uh, the Torto, uh, Tortola, uh, Tortuga. Knife works, not Tortola. Tortuga Blade Works, which is Brian Hinnenkamp. All right. He is making some awesome pirate shirts. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I need one of these. I need, need one of these. So I think I'm going to go and buy one. They're awesome. He uh, hashtag, actually, it was Jared from Echo Blades that hashtagged it because he got a shirt. But these shirts are so cool. The artwork is so well done, Brian. It's awesome. So. I've already got. I've. I'm trading him some carbon fiber for a shirt. So I'm right no there kidding. With you. Yeah, man. Man, you're just a. You're just a carbon Swindler. fiber whore. I am a carbon <laughs> whore right now for sure. Carbon whore. Carbon peddler. So Red Knives actually has this this post oh, where he's showing man. off the um, build along knife that I'm doing with Wangle's oh, Workshop, yeah. Redbeard Ops, and the one. I was going to call Kyle this one Royer. out. It's yeah, so good. It's yeah, so man. good. 
yeah, this design, it was, it's really cool. Actually, the second video that all four of us are putting out is coming out this upcoming Friday. So you'll be able to check that out. But yeah, I, I, what I'm really enjoying about all of this is that we're seeing so many other people out there making this knife and participating. And there's a bunch of prizes to win. There's a lot of cool things going on. But yeah, Red Red Dot Knives, he is doing a fantastic job with this micarta on this on the on the the build along knife. So it's really cool. Go check him out for sure. Are are you looking at the image I'm looking at, which is the clip point? Like the knife is kind of pointed towards the camera. Is that the one you're looking at where it's, it's like, like in a, a vice? Freaking bird no, I bird think beak? I th- we must be looking at different ones because this one is the build-along knife design. So uh, He says that this is the build-along. Oh. The knife build-along. So I don't know. Look If you look at his feed. But anyway, that, that blade is sick. It's sick. It's amazing. I don't know if he added a clip point and wasn't supposed to or something. I don't know. Ah, it is what it is. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's really cool. A, ben, you got anything yeah, you want to talk about? Yeah, a nice little blade here. Brigham Kindell. Our fat friend. <clears throat> Our fat yeah, friend dude. with his short nice fat friend. green pins there. Kind of a cool shape to the blade. I like it. I don't know what kind of wood There was some is. drama around that knife when he was making it. He had not, a, a little bit of issue with something, and then he pulled it off, though. Looks great. Yeah. Looks really good. I'm going to shout out uh, Bird Forge in uh, crescent city florida and uh that's travis he's crushing it with this stone washing that he's doing i don't know what steel this is it's like 1084 maybe it's 1095 i don't know travis let me know it's beautiful and i love 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 your touch mark i just think it's so well done have you guys seen this sugar shack forge i think i shouted him out before actually but the Freaking yeah. axes he's making are just incredible, yeah, incredible stuff. Yeah, really good yeah, follow I, over there for sure. I'm gonna try to dig one up. The yeah, mustache grind. This is the one I saw the other day, and I was like, "Fucking mustache grind." I've heard of a mustache <laughs> ride, but not a fucking grind. Yo, <laughs> yo. <laughs> Completely unconnected to that last comment. You guys should go check out Hayworth underscore handmade. He is he's showing off this friction folder. I mean, I don't understand how it is that oh shoot, I hit the wrong button. He has 702 followers. Mm-hmm. Are you guys seeing this this friction folder he's putting out? It's got a harpoon clip. Oh my I god, think, it's it's so yeah. professional looking. Yes. It honestly looks like it just came off of like a big factory floor or something. It really does. It's, it's so well done. I'm impressed it's, that Instagram has even allowed us to look at WFI I know, projects it's, it's, again. Uh, oh, it's coming around here now. We're yeah. back, oh, guys. Remind We're back. me after this to talk about something I learned about Instagram yesterday. All right. All right. <clears throat> uh, well, that's all I wanted to shout out. Uh, actually, no, I want to shout out Carol Ann Jeanette Racine oh, uh, one more time because she's just crushing it with her uh, wooden carved uh, spoons and uh, other items. I don't know. She makes a lot of other stuff. If you're looking for a holiday gift, now is the time to purchase it. So yep. go to her and start ordering shit because uh, she was in Canada. And, you know, if you don't order it soon, you might not get it by Christmas and she might not have time to make it. So yep. she's one of those people that's going to be super busy around the holidays. So uh, make sure you hit up Carol Ann uh, Jeanette Racine. It's Kawo, C-A-W-O-G-O-A-N-N-E-T-T-E. And she's got the best smile 
of everybody yep. who is on the WFI project. So. You know what? Maybe one of these days I'll be allowed to actually use my, my spoons <laughs> that she made. Yeah. <laughs> It's Emily, high quality, right? Just, like, just let me use them, damn it! <laughs> it's they're really high quality, right? Like, I oh my mean, god, they they're look... beautiful. They're gorgeous. Okay. Oh, they're, they're well, and like the they're, rate they're next that class. she makes them is incredible. I don't know how she makes like, like she's posting a new one almost every other day, and I'm like, how are you cranking these out? Because they're no joke know, to right? make. No, they're yeah. all handmade, I and mean, she hand carves everything. Yeah. yeah, no, it's she's pumping them out fast. It's it's great. It's great. Great work. All right. Okay. Uh, top of the hour. Uh, really quick. Uh, real quick, Ben. Uh, while you're doing that, I'm going to look up a dad joke. Look up a dad joke. Um, so yesterday I was cruising through my feed, and one of those little, uh, not an ad, but a, like an Instagram message comes up and says, create your portfolio. Oh, I and I'm this. like, what the hell is this? So I don't know what it is exactly, but. It says showcase your work and share with brands anywhere. So you can set up a creator portfolio. And I don't know. I know for a while they had guides. And I don't know if they still have that feature called guides. But you used to be able to make uh, a guide. And what it was was you could grab a bunch of posts. They didn't necessarily have to be yours, I don't think, but you could grab posts and put them together as like a how-to guide or a shopping guide or, you know, any kind of a guide that you wanted. So I don't know if this portfolio thing is an expansion of that or what. It, but, it just um, looked like a lot of work to set it up. So I've been yeah, I know. hesitant, you know, it, yeah. it, it, they wanted me to like, pick and choose a bunch of my yep. images and things and i was just like i don't know it's almost like right seems kind of like blurring the lines between an instagram feed and a blog you know but hmm. anyway it's there I, if folks want to check it out interesting brian you got that dad joke i do this one comes from steve grillo and uh this one is going out to my boy pickle cutters uh a couple of cows were smoking a joint and playing cards that's right the stakes were pretty high (laughs) that even got laughs from downstairs by the way (laughs) it's a good one the stakes were pretty high (sighs) there it is all right all right listen inhale we are going to move move over. Is that a Bill Clinton move, joke? Move over. Move over. Move Brian. over to the after show. And we've got a very we've got two questions. Uh hold on, Brian. We might want to pause that music real quick because Uh-oh. I gotta read this uh read this after show question that was sent in to us by Steven Seagal's long lost bastard son, Ben Seagal. And um so after show question, the Brian, oops, I meant Brian. So he spelled my name wrong as a joke. Hey, uh, yeah, my man. Uh, now that Brian has blown up on IG, has it translated to more business for Housemade? Housemade is selling a product and the more eyes, the better. Thinking about B. Cone and the other Ben, small, high end custom work is the audience is that audience better to have 20,000 followers or 500 dedicated fans who are likely to buy a custom high-end product? 
Ooh, this is uh, interesting. I question cones down to all your thoughts on marketing versus the audience. My my question comes down to all your thoughts on marketing versus the audience. Yeah. Um, and then he has a follow up question question on uh, what level of redundancy do you all keep in the shop? There's tools <laughs> that they go down, so on, so on, so on. Uh, uh, yeah, so that those are two <laughs> good questions. We're going to answer those in the after show. If you would like to listen in on the after show where Brian uses the F word, sometimes the C word, <laughs> Yo, and tells never, really never, terrible ever. jokes, uh, you can join in uh, by joining our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash work for it for as little as $10.80 a year. Yes, that's correct. $10.80 mm-hmm. a year. That's like a, mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. half of a penny per episode. Yep. I don't know about that math, but you know it's it's nickel <laughs> diamond on the episode. You can you can support the work we do right here. If you're entertained, if we keep you entertained in your shop, if you learn something, if Bring you felt value, like we baby. brought the value, like the dollar menu at Taco Bell, come on, join <laughs> in. Patreon.com forward slash work for it, and listen to Brian tell terrible, angry cuss-filled jokes that are just offensive to all kinds of people. All right, guys. See you later. We nailed it. We did it. We nailed it, Brian. We nailed the ending. It was such a happy ending. It's a long trip. Yeah, it's definitely fair.